LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Welcome to Monday Munchies, episode 23. On these episodes, you'll be sitting shotgun on my adventures of exploring restaurants the past few weeks. Albeit I'm not a certified food critic, but I do love to eat, and someone say that I do have a certain, air quotes, set of skills. <laughs> Still yet to figure out what those are, but it is what it is. Nor am I a quote-unquote yelper like the majority of residents of South Park, Colorado. But I do love trying new restaurants and food, so sit back and enjoy. First and foremost, Happy New Year. It is the start of 2018 and things are starting off with bang. <laughs> oh man, I was at home for the holidays and let me tell you, not a lot of restaurants review at home when your mother and grandmother are cooking for you at all hours of the day whenever you want it. Uh, needless to say, when people say you put on a few pounds over the holidays, I finally understand that. Today, I went to put on my jeans for work and felt like Kramer from Seinfeld. They were so tight, I couldn't even sit down. I was walking around straight-legged for about three minutes. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I thought my jeans were going to break if I tried to sit down at all. It was absolutely brutal. But it is what it is. That's why you have multiple pairs of jeans or quote-unquote fat pants. <laughs> so let's lean back and back and take a ride on our first stop here of food adventures for the last few weeks. Our first stop was Sushi Station. If you are a sushi lover, you've got to try Sushi Station. Here at Sushi Station, they are dedicated to bringing you the freshest and highest quality sushi at a reasonable price. Many people say it's the best price in town. The restaurant is designed in the Keitan, or revolving sushi concept, which has been made famous all over Japan. If you are a seafood lover, you'll soon find out why Sushi Station is a restaurant of choice for many hardcore sushi lovers. The freshest ingredients are delivered every day from all over the world through their special distribution channels. Thanks to all their customers who collectively consume tons of seafood food every day, they are in a position to stock some rare and scarce ingredients, including sea urchin, fatty tuna, sea bass, flounder, and king crab. Those are just a few examples of a wide variety of choices they offer. But wait, what if you or your friends cannot eat raw fish? Hmm. Contrary to popular belief, you do not have to have seafood or be a seafood lover to enjoy sushi. They have many kinds of fully cooked rolls, fried chicken, hand better tempura, pork dumplings, and much, much more. They put as much time and effort into creating non-seafood items as they do with traditional sushi. Their goal is to accommodate every member of their family and friends so that everyone can enjoy the food together. So stop in and find out why. Many people claim that Sushi Station is one of the best sushi restaurants in all of Chicagoland. 
When I walked in and saw a sushi conveyor belt, I was uh, very taken back. Was not expecting fresh sushi at all. But turns out it was absolutely incredible. Went there with a group of six, which was a little interesting due to finding a table big enough to host all of us the way they kind of set up the restaurant. But after a half hour wait, we were able to get an awesome little table together. Essentially, you just kind of sit there and wait for someone by the conveyor belt to pull sushi off the table and just eat it. So I was over to hoover down some overcooked dumplings, which I assume were on the conveyor belt for a little too long. <laughs> some yellowfin tuna, I have one of my favorites, the spider roll. A super white tuna, a spicy scallop, and of course you have to try something exotic, went with the sea urchin. I'm not a sushi connoisseur, but of the sushi rolls that I had, Things did taste pretty fresh. I will definitely give them that. It was fantastic to be able to make a million choices. A little bit overwhelming because usually when you sit down and you're absolutely starving, but the slower you go, the more you pace yourself, the more you can kind of see things come and go as is, or even put in a special request for something great. If you're looking for a nice little sushi adventure, I would definitely recommend stopping out at Sushi Station out in Elgin. Next on our adventure is the Soho House. The Soho Chicago is located in the Alice Building, a historic five-story industrial warehouse in Chicago's West Loop. The building was commissioned in 1907 by Charles Alice, an influential industrialist, art collector, and philanthropist from Milwaukee as the headquarters of Chicago Belting Company. Closest city is Chicago Union Stockyards, which supply the raw animal hides for its products. The Alice Building is one of the city's best examples of concrete industrial loft design. The Alice architecture was Lawrence G. Halberg, a Swedish emerge and pioneer in factory design. He combined large factory floor spaces with decorative touches, such as terrazzo tiling, an embellished elevator cab, a wrought iron double staircase, and a neoclassical portico at the front entrance inscribed with the building's name. From its Chicago headquarters, the Chicago Belting Company quickly became one of the most successful industrial leather producers in the country, opening branch offices in almost every major city in the U.S. When the leather industry declined in the 1930s and the 1940s, the company adapted its production to rubber products with the automobile and aerospace industries. In 2010, Charlotte Hamill, the great-great-great-great-grandniece of Charlie Alice, sold a dwindling business to a competitor. Soho House acquired the keys to the property in 2012 and began refurbished work. The water tower on the roof, deemed structurally unsound, was removed, plank by plank, and repurposed as a mural in the lobby. The marble mosaic at the entrance has been recreated, spelling out Alice Building, and is had done for the first 100 years. The last remaining tannery in Chicago, Horween Leather, has even been enlisted to help design the boxing gym equipment, a little touch that Charlie Alice surely would have appreciated. This place is fantastic. It is always the talk of the town, how to become a member, how to get in. I was lucky to get invited by Mary Wynn of Bang Chop Thai and Saigon Sisters, who was previously on her podcast. We went there, it was me, her, and her sister, Teresa. Absolutely fantastic decor inside. For, spent the first 25 minutes just perusing, checking this place out. I ended up getting a Jungle Boogie beer, which is a little throwback, you know what I mean? Jungle Boogie, woo! <laughs> and I'm getting the Flat Iron Chicken with Espelette 
roasted garlic, and fried oregano, and the table ended up splitting in order of Brussels sprouts. We ended up sitting in a little couch area with a fireside nearby. I looked pretty baller sitting with two gorgeous women on my sides. Granted, they were a few years my elder, but I'll take it. <laughs> so if you have a chance, do not bother missing the chance to grab dinner at the Soho House. Absolutely one of the most exquisite restaurants here in town. Our next stop is Longman and Eagle. Drinking in Chicago has multiple origins. The most influential and oldest of which is the inn, an establishment that offered drinking, eating, and sleeping options. Huh, sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> the history there is both colorful and rich, and as all was places such as the Eagle, the Green Tree, and Soganash, where much of the city's social life has revolved in the early years. Longman and Eagle is a look back, reimagining this age-old concept through a contemporary lens, providing urban travelers a refuge that appeals to a variety of senses, be that aesthetic, consumptive, culinary, or restorative, done in a way that is accessible, considered, and innovative. The sort of place where a man can get a shot with breakfast, where local politicians might trade votes for whiskey, and one that reflects Chicago's unique neighborhood-based diversity. The first floor features a large public space at the front of the building, one centered around dramatic bar and back bar coupled with a variety of seating options for drinkers and eaters alike. The back room snug is a slightly more formal space that offers patrons a less raucous dining experience, as in an area that is also occasionally used to host art openings, private parties, and other special events. The off-site bar, affectionately referred to as the OSB, is a tiny micro bar located adjacent to the rent of the building, accessible as an extension of Longman or as a standalone walk-up option. The second floor, in keeping with Chicago's colorful history of in culture, features six guest rooms that complement the bar and restaurant below. Each room has been individually designed and furnished with an aesthetic that acknowledges past and present histories alike at their core offering comfort, design, consciousness, and subtle luxury. Their rooms reflect the same attention to creativity, detail, and quality that is the foundation of the bar and restaurant. In fin de siècle, Chicago bars, inns, pubs, and salons were the principal community centers of their era, where the providing of drink, food, and lodging gave patrons and travelers a sense of place that was accessible, appealing, and attractive to folks all of stripes, both poor and rich. Longman and Eagle is an attempt to recapture that same spirit, tapping into such a core of a city that has long been one of the world's finest. Longman and Eagle is a collaboration between Cody Hudson, Robert McAdams, and Peter Craig Tolson of Land and Sea Department, and Bruce Finkelman of 16-inch OC with Chef Jared Wentworth. Walking in this place, I knew it was going to be fantastic. I've heard so many amazing things about it. Got there uh, on time with our reservation, walked right in, got a seat right away. It was close quarters, let me tell you. You can hear the conversations of people all around you, no questions asked. So we got a couple recommendations from the guys next to us. <laughs> Ended up getting the Firestone Walker Luponic Distortion 005 beer, which is now in rotation, a revolution number 005, the latest release from Firestone Walker's Luponic Distortion revolving hop series, featuring yet another trailblazing blend of distinctive hops. True to form, Luponic Distortion Revolution number 005 is driven by a mix of five different hop varieties led by an emerging American cultivar that will have hop heads rejoicing. 
and it was just that good. <laughs> this place is dinner for two, so they recommend sharing the plates. So we ended up splitting a plate of cauliflower lentils curry with rated mango and mint. And for our main courses, we went with the Great Lakes Bass with pumpkin, radicchio, a rutabaga, a fried chicken and waffle with sweet potatoes and pork belly, and a tagliat, which is braised lamb neck with a burrata and some red wine. Really want to try the in-bone bone marrow, but the plates were so hearty, we couldn't even fit anything else on our table or eat another bite after finishing what we had. There is so much good food on this menu, I think I'm going to try to make this place a regular stop of mine. Albeit, I'll be bringing very special people there, so it won't just be some whimsical, one-off little dinner parties, but I cannot wait to come back to Longman and Eagle. Our last stop is Joe's Seafood and Prime Steak. The legendary Joe's Stone Crab first opened in Miami Beach in 1913. It all began when Joe Weiss, the Joe, quote-unquote, of Joe's Stone Crab and his wife Jenny set up seven or eight tables on the front porch of the house they owned. hundred years later, Joe has become one of the most beloved and widely recognized restaurants in the world, famous for its Florida Stone Crab, signature sides, and key lime pie. In 2000, a partnership was born between the Sowets and Weiss family and renowned restaurateur Richard Melman, founder of Lettuce Entertain You Enterprises. Based in Chicago, Lettuce Entertain You is one of the nation's lending independent restaurant groups owning and managing and licensing nearly 100 establishments. Together, they opened Joe's Seafood, Prime Steak, and Joe's Stone Crab in Chicago, a restaurant featuring a selection of prime steaks, quality seafoods, and signature dishes of Joe's Stone Crab. The restaurant quickly built a reputation as one of the most popular restaurants in Chicago. Interesting fact, I've actually never heard of this place until we walked in there. I probably walked it by a few times. It's in a like, River North, kind of Gold Coast kind of area, uh, right along Michigan Avenue, just a couple blocks off on Rush there. Ended up going there for a former uh, employer's team Christmas party. They wanted to go at 3 p.m. Uh, that was kind of risque, but when we walked in and saw how busy it was, I definitely understand why we went so early. Got a few apps and relaxed and just had a great time. This place was wall-to-wall people by 5.30. We opened a bottle of Malbec with the boys to get things started. <laughs> what else are you going to do at a holiday party and at a steak place? We split a large order of stone crabs. We went with the medium size opposed to the large stone crabs. I found this little interesting tidbit out. The large stone crab legs are the older ones, so they have the least desirable meat. Note, so when choosing different seafoods, choose the mid-sized ones, because the larger ones have been passed up already by people who don't want to eat them. For my meal, I went with the bone-in filet. It was absolutely fantastic, huge little steak. And I went with sweet potato fries on the side. These were just amazing things to munch on while the conversation and wine was flowing after eating our steaks. Uh, yes, the rumors are true. Uh, it is official that I am not really a steak guy. <laughs> I'm sure this is one of the best steaks I'll ever have in my life, but it was not something I was overjoyed for, not something I crave. I do appreciate the taste of it, but for sure I'm not a steak guy. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at Stake Hall. Stake Hall is a social wagering app for the next generation. 
With Sickle, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. Sickle is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only. Soon to be coming into Android where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember. Things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then the other doesn't want to pay up and says, Bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Stay Call. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get a third-party judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot I-O. Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.